When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Legend, 100 mils, now just $64.99 at Chemist Warehouse. Save 25%. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It's Tuesday, the 9th of November. It's that day. It's Cup Day if you're in Christchurch. It is the greatest week to be a Cantabrian. It is one of the greats. This time we'll be watching it at home, but that's okay. Unless you're Daisy and she's going out. But that's okay. You can <laughs> you can watch it on TV. You can have a wee dabble. It's a great day in racing New Zealand. So looking forward to delving into that throughout the morning. We're going to be talking a little bit of racing, a little bit of tennis, a little bit of golf. We've got some great guests. But wherever you are in the country, I hope you're safe and you're having a great Tuesday. So far, Auckland, you've done it. 3.2. You can go to the zoo. Hoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> How good. Well done. Well done. Well done. You're doing well. Keep at it. Uh, what do we got coming up on this show? We've got Greg O'Connor. We've made it. One of the great days in Christchurch this time. I'll be watching it from my couch. New Zealand Trotting Cup is today. We have New Zealand racing expert Greg O'Connor to lead us into a few winners today and the rest of the week. So looking forward to chatting to Greg this morning. Uh, we've, spoken most, we've spoken to most of our favourites or big names in the main race as we step closer to the big dance. Mark Purden, self-assured. John Dunn, Classy Brigade, Brett Mangos, South Coast Arden. Today we chat to Ray Green, who is the trainer of the second favourite, Copy That. Copy That's a good horse, it's second favourite, about $3.80. And the New Zealand Trotting Cup, 5.50pm today, that cup races. So make sure you're watching Trackside 1, and that's an absolute doozy, $600,000 stakes. So it's a big race, and Copy That is second favourite. So we'll chat to Ray Green this morning about that. We race, and has there ever been Kiwi golfing contingent that has that is as strong and successful as we have today? Lydia Ko, Steve Alka, Tim Tim Wilkinson, Fox Lee Hillier, Amelia Garvey, 
and there's bound to be more. New Zealand golf coach Jay Carter will join us to talk about the successes of late and has there ever been a strong lineup or strong golfing contingency as we have today. Very, very successful. And well, Jay Carter's going to join us to talk about them and those successes and then potentially help Baz McCullum with his swing. Because <laughs> off air, we were talking about it, he's just figured out that his, <laughs> his grips on his clubs... His grips on his clubs that he's had for 15 years actually tell you where to put your hands and your fingers, and he's only just figured it out. But anyway, Jay Carter, we'll talk to him about that and have a wee chat and hopefully help him and myself. I haven't swung a club for months, and I'm going out for a hit tomorrow in my moon boot. How good will that be? I'll take a photo. It's going to be a shambles. Anyway, looking forward to that. And, well, sport just keeps on giving, and this guy's just like a beautiful pink arrow red wine. Gets better with age. Michael Venus joins us to talk about his recent run of form and his win at the Paris Masters doubles. So looking forward to chatting to Michael Venus as his uh, successful year continues with the racket. And then big, big news for SENZ. The boss just bought the Otago Nuggets. How good. Currently owns a very successful Perth Wildcats. So I would say watch this space. Knowing Hutchie, he wants to win everything. He want, he ain't in there to compete. He in there to win. So the Perth Wildcats could be a potential feeder for the Otago Nuggets. Look out, LeBron James is coming over. How good will that be? Craig Hutchinson is the boss of SEN, and he's going to join us at about eight forty to talk about those big that big news of uh, the acquisition of the Otago Nuggets. So looking forward to chatting to you. Hutchie, a bit later on the show. First time we have the boss man on our show, Baz. So really, really looking forward to chatting to him. But before then, got to say good morning to Ricardo, Trudy, Joe and Kez in the back rooms. Hope you guys are lovely and great. And uh, Baz McCullum, who has just got home after nine weeks away from the family, mate. How are you? Good, thanks, Is Very good. What a wonderful introduction as well. Outstanding. Just a nice little... Paint the picture for the day, for the afternoon. You forgot to mention we've got some gallops from Tiaraha as well, where we might get paid. Oh yes. Oh, sorry. Get, yes. Might get the team paid. I was, I was saving paid. that for you, Bez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. Is very good actually. Yeah. Big news. Old Hutchie just spreading spreading the uh, SEN or SENZ. Net a little wider, picking up the Otago Nuggets. Mm. I actually used to... Well, I'm from down that way, right? Um, <laughs> I actually used to help... One of my jobs was to put the floor together or um, at the old Dunedin Stadium, put the floor together there to um, yeah. for, the, for the team, for the Nuggets to be able to play. And then during the games, get this is, I used to be one of those towel fellas, you know? You know, oh, the ones yeah. that, that go and... Yeah, yeah. So I used yeah. to like. So when the ball would go down the other end of the court, then I'd have to run out quickly and like mop up the sweat of those players in the keyhole area there, in the key area. And then when the ball come back down, I'd have to quickly run out and get underneath the, underneath the basket. So yeah, there's always big things expected of me, I tell you, mate. And now, well, now, wow. now we're now they're so part, of the, family, part, of, this, part of the you? Oh, you, you've family. You've probably got forty percent shares in it, have you? No, I was just trying to work out what our roles are going to be within the Otago Nuggets <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> uh, 
I think well, Kiz Damo is quite keen to take up. Damo, Damo will be happy. Yeah. There must be a role down there for us somewhere. I mean, we need more jobs. What do you reckon? <laughs> what, what would your job be down at the Italian um, Nuggets? Probably the mascot. I'll be the good mascot, you know, hype guy, <laughs> get everyone up, you know, when they're running out, just start, like, cheering them on and getting them real hot. Oh, look, just be honest, I got, no, I, know, I, I think I know how to play b-ball, and I talk a big game, and I've got all the cool shoes, but really, I've got no handles, <laughs> and only ankles I'm breaking on my own, so, <laughs> no, I'm no good, I'm no good, but, um, I'd be the hype man, I reckon, a bit, a bit of a mascot, but how good is that, man, that's cool, that's cool, and that just showcases, um, you know, how, how, how um, how, what was the words? How much? How driven SENR to come over here and, and help out with the Kiwi sport? You know, we're not here just to 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 be a part of this journey. We're here to actually make a difference, and that just showcases what what Hutchie and the team are about. They come over, they they love sport, they're giving back to sport. Otago Nuggets is is a great way to start that journey, isn't it, mate? Yeah, it sure is, mate. And who knows where it's going to get to as well? Obviously. The, mm. y- you mentioned the Perth Wildcats, um, and it'll be interesting when we get Hutchie on the show later on. To just just ask him exactly what is the long, what's the long play here? You know, is there yeah. complete dominance of uh, obviously yeah, SCNZ and, and SCN is, is continuing to grow. It'd be fascinating to just get from the big boss his um, his overall thoughts on on what they're trying to. We, what we're trying to achieve, I guess, you know, we're trying to make sure mm. that we're investing in local content um, and being aligned with, with local um, partners in the sporting um, sector as well. And this is just another example. So it's, it's fascinating, actually. I just look at the ANBL, eh? Like the, the breakers and, and how they've been able to um, get some great players from America to come over and play. Uh, a lot of the big stars are, are playing for a lot of the Australian mm. sides, so they're coming over. So it's really appealing to the to the bigger teams. And so I see, like, with, with the yep. acquisition of of a team like the Otago Nuggets, is only going to be better for our because that's like the the provincial game, isn't it? It's about it's the provincial, smaller regions. You know, the, the the Hawks, the the Nelson Giants. You know, like some some awesome teams that that have been around for a while. There's a lot of history. But I can only see a positive coming from it with um, an acquisition like that from Hutchie and the team with the connections to Worth, Perth Wildcats. If there's an up-and-comer young guy that's just come out of high school, might be a potential uh, opportunity for him to go to the next level But in New Zealand and get an experience from, from playing overseas. So, no, nah, I think it's awesome, man. I'm, I'm pumped for it. Yeah, same, mate. So let's, let's when we get Hutchie on, we'll ask him those those big questions as well and ask him what the role of... Trudy's going to be, what the role of Joe's going to be, what the role of Kez's going to be, and then Ricardo, you and Louis can, what do you, what do you want to do? I've, I reckon, I reckon if Izzy's going to be the hype man on the court, jumping around in a, in a, in a I don't know, what sort of, what sort of mascot does a nugget have? I, I I'm not entirely sure, but I, I'll, I'll be up in the rafters doing the ground, uh, doing doing the doing the, the announcing. Maybe, maybe I can do that. They just yeah. basically just hide me away from public view. Yeah. We'll get Izzy to dance around. Yeah, that, that's a, he's got the that, voice. For that, it, your eh? voice, I can imagine your voice just bellowing out across the yeah. Dunedin Stadium. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to Dunedin Stadium and your Otago <laughs> Nuggets. <laughs> hey, there you go. 
You're S E N Z Otago Nuggets. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, well spotted. Well spotted. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, is I know you're not going to Cup Day today, and Daisy is, but yeah. you must be pretty excited yeah. about. I mean, it's it's right on your doorstep. Yeah, must be a little buzz going around Christchurch. There is, there is, it, there's a big, bu- there's a buzz because it's the biggest uh, week in, in Christchurch, and there's a little bit of uh, you know, sourness. Uh, you know, everyone just knows this is a great day, but we can't go and attend it. But that's okay. Um, it, it is one of the great weeks. It is one of the great weeks in the racing calendar. Last year, I was lucky enough to go to both days. So I went Tuesday. That was a huge day. Huge day on Tuesday, so Wednesday I was right off. And then last year I went to Saturday at Rickerton for the first time, which is cool because you get to, uh, uh, you know, park the cars around the, the, the racetrack there and get really, really enjoy that experience. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for today. I've, I've got a wee bit of work to do early in the morning and I'll be done about 1.30. And then I've got Tilly home with me, Daisy's off, and we'll just sit down and pick up Arlo from daycare at 3. And we'll just have a wee dabble on the TV, watch some racing and really soak it up, enjoy it. And, and we'll have some dinner a bit later on. It's going to be a cool day. The weather's not too great here, so it's going to be a wet track. Wet track. I don't know too much about the harness and the wet track. And um, uh, does that, that would obviously change things, wouldn't it, Baz? With, with a couple of these horses, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, it doesn't have quite the same effect that um, that it does in the gallops. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. I think they they more call it in um, harness. I think they call it slushy at times if it, if it gets a little bit yeah. wet. So, but yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty wet here. Be interesting. Well, when we get Greg O'Connor on a little bit later on, we'll ask him. That's a good question, actually. Mm. Should write that one down. Who are you thinking? That question. Who are you who are you thinking, mate? Oh, I'm 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 stuck. I'm stuck because we've had um, Brett Mangos on, and he was on the news last night as well. So I was watching that. Wee little video of him up there, and he's confident. He's confident, but there hasn't been a winner from the North Island since 2008. 2008. So I was keen mm. on South Coast Arden, and then I heard that news, and and just ah, uh, you know, uh, he, the just you know Brett's the current Brent's obviously got a, a yeah. It's the current, the current climate. climate I just, find, I just yeah. find it hard to back anything that's remotely sounds like Arden. But anyway, it's just me. Oh. <laughs> I'll be looking elsewhere. <laughs> Um, maybe self-assured, or maybe yeah, copy yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. self-assured. I went. Thinking? I just done like the two dollars thirty, mate. A little, you know. I'm probably gonna go classy brigade. To be honest, classy brigade's got a good Ooh, good yeah. gate. It's got a good gate. Needs to get out with it. We had John Dunn on the other week, and he was awesome. And I reckon just, um, yeah, I'm gonna go classy brigade. The the, the old timer that's. Won a few quarter cups. I think it's time for Classic Brigade to get up. So I'm going to go that. Get draw number four, $6.50 on the fixed odd. Well, that's good so $6.50 on the fixed odd. I'm going Classic Brigade, mate. Okay. I, I might back in there as well, actually, is. I might go Classic Brigade yep. and also take a like a first four, too. So I'm guessing the pools okay. will be quite significant. So you, you know do get a first four it might pay okay so if i the first four oh, that won't pay much so if you put all those favorites in there will it so you really go classy brigade maybe pick one out of the copy that self-assured or south coast ardent maybe we should just put everyone that we've had on who's got a runner in the race we should just put that together yeah. in a in a um in a first four boxed up and just take yeah. a percentage 
and just back All in right. the guests that right. that have that have backed us in. Is Sounds good, mate. Sounds good. So we've got Classy Brigade, Self Assured, South Coast Ardent, and we're going to have copy that and Ray Green today. So we'll get those ones boxed up. Oh, I might even do a straight trifecta. Have a wee dabble at that, eh? Have a wee go at the straight. How good would that be if it comes in? But anyway, give us a text on double eight double three. Who's going to win the cup? Who's going to win the trotting cup today? Who are you on? Or if you've got a few tips, because I know there's a few harness supporters out there. They send in a wee tip for a for a wee harness race every now and then. So give us a text on double eight double three. We want to hear from you because um, it's a big day of harness racing in New Zealand. There's some good races, and especially tomorrow, Bears. I was looking at tomorrow at Rickerton. Hassabro. Hassabro is racing. I've backed yep. that a couple of times. It's racing in, in, a, in a Group 2 race tomorrow at Rickerton. Is that... You like Hassabro? Uh, what, what race is that? I think it's race seven. No, 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 no. I think it's race seven tomorrow. Where's it? Race seven. Race no, eight. Oh no, you're talking the Coupland's um, Bakery's Mile. So that yeah, I was going to have a starter in that, but we decided to keep it up north. Um, that's Tabata who's running today at Te Araha. Um, Hassabro, yeah, yeah, the go racing horse. Um. Oh, there's a couple of nice horses in that race. Mm. Oh, I'd like to do a bit more study. It'll just depend on how well we go today. Is if we get paid today, okay, build up the little bank, and then you can have a little bit of a dip tomorrow as well. That's the idea. Okay. I think we might get paid today okay. too. Um, what about some cup stories? What about give us a call on the Kennards High phone line and give us some cup stories? Times that you've been to the old Christchurch, the New Zealand Trotting Cup. And maybe taking the TAB down as well. Give us a little. We love to hear those stories, wouldn't we? Yes, we do. We do. Your big winner stories, your celebrations, your times at the Cup Day in Addington. Man, it's one of the great days. You've been there, Bears. It's it's a special, special day, and it's it's a long day. So, yeah, we've got a text coming in. There's a horse for Ricardo. Here you go, Ricardo. Race two, number five. Might cheer him up. Well, right. that's, that's for you, five. mate. That's that's for you as well. Man United is the name of that horse, driven by Ricky May. Oh. Paying 15s okay. and 450. <laughs> what do you reckon? <laughs> about as much chance as Ollie being in the job by June next, about by June next year, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> so what, there's been oh. about five managers sacked this week, but he's still kept his job. I know. Yeah, that's a head scratcher, isn't it? How does that work? That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, poor, poor Kez's uh, Liverpool got a hiding. 5-0, brother. 5-0. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Kez. Don't bring up the old past, mate. It was last night. You lost the West Ham. Only as good no as your last game, brother. Kezza. Only as good as your last game, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's 20 past six here in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We've got coming up, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Black Caps, their semi-final, and also the other side of the draw. The Aussies versus Pakistan. Red hot Pakistan at the moment. Can the Aussies overcome them? And can we overcome England? We'll chat a little bit of that after this. But for now, this is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And it's big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yes, you are. It's 6.26 in the morning. That was a great little... 
Oh, there I laughed when I heard that. It's 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 Izzy. (laughs) It's Quizzy Izzy, not Quizzy Baz. Spot on, mate. You're spot on. Anyway, give us a call anytime on the Kennard Tire phone line 0800-150811. We appreciate your texts as well. We've got a few here. We've got one from Big Stew. Robin's Playboy, a.k.a. the Beast from the East, for a top four finish in the Cup. Big Stew, thank you. Uh, morning, boys. Here's my first four combo. 15, 10, 6, 2, and 11. Have a good day. And that's Dave from Caraca. Good to hear yeah, from you, like Dave. It. And what's this one? Missy Alyssa. Missy, Miss Alyssa, paying nine bucks. Oh. Miss Alyssa, paying nine bucks in race three. Almost won the race last year. So, Whew. why do we look at that one? Considering my wife's name's Alyssa, I should probably pump that too. Um, anyway, we've talked, uh, we've talked a little bit of racing this morning. Yesterday we talked a lot about, um, the black caps and, and, and where they're mm. sort of sitting within the, um, you know, on the, on the eve of their world cup semi-final against, um, England. What we didn't really talk about was Australia and for our Australian brothers and sisters across the ditch there who listen who dial in and listen to us, we should talk about your cricket team because a week ago they were dead and buried in this competition. They looked shocking. In fact, I think I said they were very average. And I don't think much has changed, but I think they've stumbled on a little bit of a combination is, I think, by having David Warner come back into form, it's just, it's really papered over a lot of their issues because it's allowed them to... Mm their six hitters to and their, their real sort of expression at players like the Maxwells and the Marshes, etc., to just bat a little bit deeper. So it takes them away from that new ball. Whereas when Warner was out of form and Warner was getting out early, it was exposing the likes of Maxwell and that to the new ball. And they just looked fragile. But with Warner back in form, they look a lot more potent. And I actually think that they're a fair chance of overcoming a red-hot Pakistan side in the semifinals. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think within the space of a week, they've gone from looking very poor to now looking like a real strong chance of, of making the finals. So what did you? What have you for made? Warner. Well, well, for Warner, he had a, he had a tough old uh, IPL. He couldn't even make the, the side over there. He was struggling for form. What, what what have you seen from him? What 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 clicked? What clicked? You've been in those. You know, you've probably been in those positions when things just aren't quite going your way. But for him, what was clicking for him to get run? 89 runs off 56 balls, strike rate 158, 89 not out. So you say he's back in form. Is, what, what have you seen? Well, he was actually, he got a little bit of luck. <laughs> he nicked one down mm. the leg side against Sri Lanka when he was on not many. And I reckon if, if that had been taken, that probably would have been the end of his campaign, mate. I think the, the, they, were, they were calling for his head and he was out of form even though his record is unbelievable in T20 cricket. Yeah. They were, he was just so far out of form. But then he got a little bit of luck. And then funnily enough, he was able to then just settle into his innings and he got some runs in that innings. And then he was able to feast against some lesser sides as well. So he's got a real confidence booster. So I think, yeah, it's amazing in this game how how really quickly things can go from being in a dire situation. You're out of form, you're lacking mm-hmm. confidence. You don't know where your next run's coming from. So then all of a sudden, you're feeling confident. Every time you hit the ball, it seems to hit the middle of the bat. You seem to gap the ball rather than hit fielders. Catches go down against you. Things just start going your way. So you've just got to hang in there. We mm. talk a little bit about 
hanging on the back of the speed onto the back of the speedboat until that runs out of petrol. And that's literally what you got to do sometimes when you're when you're out of form. You just got to keep hanging in there and wait for it to to turn and hope that the selectors wait for it to turn. And they did that with David Warner, and now they're looking they're looking pretty strong. I think Pakistan have been the form side right throughout the the World Cup, and they've played a, for, a style of cricket which has been incredible. They've always been good at batting, always been good at bowling, but what I've noticed the most with them is their fielding has been electric. They've chased the ball hard to the boundary, mm. they've committed themselves brilliantly out there, and um, that to me is a, a sign that they, they believe in what they're doing. But I just think in a big game like World Cup semi-final, the calmness of an Australian side I think will be good enough to overcome Pakistan. And I think we'll beat England, so I think it's going to be Australia New, first New Zealand final in the T20 World Cup. Wow. About that. Let us know okay. your thoughts on that as well on double eight, double three, or give us a call on the Kennard's High phone line. Oh, 800 150811 New Zealand-Australia final. What do you reckon? 6.31 in the morning. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Thank you, Trudy, for the news. Great little update. Love that from you, Baz. Love that from you, Baz. Black Caps v Australia in the final. Like that. I was just thinking with Pakistan's success as of late, has that come back from the backlash from two tours being cancelled in Pakistan? They just said, stuff this. We're going to show the world what we're about and... Oh, they are playing outstanding, and you spoke about it. They are aggressive, and they are willing to do what it takes to get the job done. So love that from you, mate. But right now, it's our Love Racing. Z is your home for everything thoroughbred racing, and Louie is our racing expert. What's happening, Louie? You having a nice sleep in, brother? Hey, Daggy! Hey, hey, boys! <laughs> oh. hey, He's up and about! <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> How day. are you, champ? Oh, I'm loving it, mate. And it's cup day, but it's not all just cup day, because in race seven, there's a fill-up at 480 and $2. There's a great bet in oh. race seven at Tiara. There's a great bet in race oh. seven at Tiara. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Lead us uh. in. Baz, is it there? I think it's a good bet, Louie, I do. I think you can get on. <laughs> it was six dollars, it's now four eighty. Tabata has been pumped. It's taken a hiding on the tail on the nose as you dig it's it's four eighty. No no, seriously, this race just looks like it sets up. Everything happens for a reason. It's been washed out a couple of times, but getting the claimer down so it took him pretty competitive 59 kgs Joe Cameroon and he's ridden the horse a couple of times hasn't he Beth? well in track work yeah yeah so he's not uh, completely unfamiliar with it I don't know I, it looks like a good race so that's at Tiaraha today and and um, boys actually tomorrow it's at the Copeland Bakery Mile Day and I do have a bit more mail for you coming straight from the mail run Yesterday, Michael Pittman came on and he said his best bet of the whole carnival, and it was a probably not what I expected. He said his best bet of the whole carnival was in race seven on Cooper's Bakery Mile Day, and it's that pretty nice each way odds, Zakunda. 
She's going to a stakes race that. next start, all going well. So I think this is an important sort of stepping stone, and you'd want to see her um, put her hand up today, that's for sure. So I think you can definitely put it into your bets, even though most of the bets will be down there in Christchurch today. What do you like in the cup? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great question. It's, a, it's like a um, well, it's a classic cup field with plenty of chances, but I think it's all just it's going to be tactically how it plays out. For me... I'm actually thinking Classy Brigade. I know, like, John, I know John yes. Dunn tipped it to us last week as an each way chart. But so copy that's probably going to get to the front. And you'll talk to Ray Green, and I'm sure you'll find out later. We might not want to tell you exactly what they're going to do. But I think copy <laughs> that gets to the front. And I think Classy Brigade finds his back. And I just think Classy Brigade's the, the most consistent and the biggest battler in here and can just hang tough. And, and he'll get the 3,200. He's run quick time. And I just think at that price, six fifty two dollars ten. Um, that's just a bit more generous. And just quickly, quick, I know you guys got to keep going, but what, one little multi from me, and it's pretty short, so it might make you a bit squeamish, Ooh. is he? Krug <laughs> in race five at $1.80 into uh, Franco Indy in race eight, which is $1.60 now. Oh, man, it's shortened overnight. But like, those are just two freakish horses in two races that they should be winning. So you can just put those together and, and get a nice little 280 or $3 or whatever it comes out at. 
Okay. Beautiful, okay. Louis. I like that those was ones. outstanding. We did both. We did thoroughbred racing and standard bread racing because it's Cup Day. We're allowed to do that. Louis, thanks heaps, mate. We appreciate everything you've done. Good work over there on the old, on the the mail run Cup Week special as well. The pop up on the app. You guys are doing a fabulous job. So thanks, mate. We'll see you tomorrow, lad. Cheers, All right, mate. that was Louis Herman Watt and giving giving us our little love racing. NZ update. Of course, you're home for everything thoroughbred racing. Visit loveracing.nz. They are racing's biggest fan. It is 6.40 here in the morning. Oh, Izzy, it is time. It's almost <laughs> time for Quizzy Dag. If you want to take on the Ismaster, you could win a $50 bonus bet with TAB, which is well needed today. You can get paid all over the country. Uh, give us a call on 0800 150 <laughs> It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a pass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies because the ain't in the bag. Yeah, good morning, good morning, hope you're having a cracking day wherever you are in the country, we've got a good quiz for you today, there's a bit of a mixture here, a bit of everything, so hope you do well, we've got Tim from Christchurch, what a horrible day it is, hey Tim? Oh yeah, it's going to get to 19 degrees though. Is it? I can't see that. Where, 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 mate? It's, no, I, 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 can, I like can't it. see it either, but uh, that's what they said on the thing this morning. I'm actually, I'm actually going to Cup Day as well. Oh, you oh. lucky sword, mate. Yeah, it is. What are you doing yeah. there? You're there. How'd you get there? Uh, there's a corporate hosting thing right beside it, so you're actually sort of sitting right near the, the finish line, but I've just got a few tables and that sort of thing out in the lawn. It's not officially oh. Cup Day, but it's right there, isn't it? Oh, you lucky fella. You lucky fella. Ian Smith will be there, mate. So make sure you go say g'day to Smithy. He'll be there in the thereabouts at Addington. So uh, good luck. Hope that you get 50 bucks, mate. Here we go. How many shots did Steve Alka win by to claim his maiden victory on the PGA Tour champion? Uh, two. Yes. Well done to me. Question number two. Which New Zealand NBL team did Hutchie and SEN acquire yesterday? The Otago Nuggets. Yes, to me. Well done. Question number three. Aston Villa manager Dean Smith was fired yesterday after losing of how losing how many games? Five. Ooh, he's on fire, Christchurch. He's on, on here too. Ready. If he's a cup day tragic, he'll get this one. Here we go. Mark Purden will tie Ricky May for the record number of New Zealand Cup driving wins if he wins on self-assured today. How many wins is the record? Uh, I think it's eight. Right. Oh. Sorry, so Timmy. Close. So close, brother. Have a great day, man. Cheers, boys. Yeah, rip in. Callum, Callum from West Auckland. Yo. Morning, Callum. 
Morning, Morning. Callum. You're up, mate. Question number four. Mark Purden will tie Ricky May for the record number of New Zealand Cup driving wins if he wins on Self Assured today. How many wins is the record? I'm going to get six. No. Sorry, Callum. We're going to go Simon in Auckland. Morning, Simon. Morning, boys. Morning, morning. How many wins, morning. bud? How many wins is the record? Is it seven? It is seven. <laughs> well done. Question number five, mate, to take home that 50 bucks. And you might want to put her on Classy Brigade today. But anyway, here we go. In 1967, who famously and controversially became the first woman to officially run the Boston Marathon? 1967. Um, Five. um, Four. Catherine Switzer. Three. Celebration now, Simon. <laughs> How good! <laughs> that, that was a good one, mate. Well done. Nailed it. No Google involved there, eh? No, mate. That's no. outstanding. <laughs> No, that was outstanding, mate. What an answer. What are you going to go on, mate? Maybe Tabata today. What, what right? Race 7, is it, Bears? Race 7? Race 7 at Tiara, yeah. huh? Oh, like, copy yep. that. So I'll hey. go copy that, copy that into Tabata, eh? Ooh. Oh, yeah. How's about that? How good. How good. Thank you, Simon, mate. Like. Have a cracking day. Yeah, that'll be about 4 yeah, bucks. 380. 380 into 480. There you go. That'll Pay good money, 50 bucks on. We'll find out exactly how much that is. That's excellent. Gee, I didn't see that being nailed quite as easy as what it was is. So didn't I, mate. So didn't I when he came out. I was counting down too, putting the pressure on. He just went, Catherine Switzer. I was like, oh, he just smoked it. So well done. Well done. Yeah, good quiz. Good quiz. Quizzy dag. Brought to you, of course, by Ashley and Martin. You're not happy with your hair loss, make today your turning point and search Ashley and Martin online. It is six fifty one in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We got coming up next. We got Trudy's World. It's Trudy's World. It's Trudy's World. It's Trudy's World. Ah, oh, that intro just doesn't get old. It's so beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, it's great, eh? Yeah, I just isn't it? Do you like it, Ricardo? Well, I, I think there's got to be a, a conversation about how much money was spent on the different production budgets because it sounds like Izzy managed to go out and get Stan Walker to record his, and that sounds like you got the countdown cashier to do yours, Trudy. I oh, mean, the countdown cashier! Oh, <laughs> that's our Can't Joe, call Joe the countdown Joe. cashier. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I had no idea. Oh, mean. Ouch! Are you, are you saying I sound like Stan Walker? That's well, pretty good, man. It's pretty good. Yeah. Well, so. Hey. Um, um, I thought I'd have a little bit of an Please. animal edition today of Trudy's World, just because I loved seeing that fox on the news last night raiding the football pitch, and it, it ran across through the players and up into the stands, and it made me smile. Um, and Baz, you're back with your horses, of course, on the farm. And is we haven't talked with you much about Nala lately. How's your new puppy? How many bits oh. of shoes and furniture have you lost so far? Oh, she chews everything. So, uh, But she's a beautiful dog, beautiful dog. But I just actually got a text message while I was on the air. Daisy was absolutely disgusted. Nala started to scratch at the door at quarter past five in the morning. So she's scratching, scratching. So I got the text message to bring Nala in here when I come do the radio in the morning. But other than that, she's good. She's growing up. (laughs) She's really good. She was toilet trained at two months. Toilet trained at two months. Like, 
she just goes outside, does her, does her thing, and comes back in. So she's a really good dog, and um, no, nah, we're, we're happy as lover. They call it dog. Cows the on the icing on the family cows cake. The, the icing on the family cake is a puppy. So well the done. The cows are still mooing. The cows are still mooing. They're still there, so they're good. <laughs> the lady cows. Um, well, this story about this family's pet dog is quite a good one. It's angered the neighbours that this dog, so-called dog, has started killing and eating ducks and chickens, and it's turned out to be a fox. A family in Peru bought this new little puppy from a little small pet shop, thinking it was a young dog. Well, the animal, which they called Run Run, um, started playing with other pet dogs in the neighbourhood, and as it grew up, things started to look a bit dodgy and Run Run started showing a passion for killing ducks and chickens and it's turned out to be an Andean fox which I th- thought that the bushy tail and the pointed head and the big ears would give it away but anyway. Um, and from Foxy Runs to Pussy Galore, I love this story. Um, six years ago, this was the headline, six years ago I switched my wife's cat with a more well behaved lookalike. Basically uh, it was his, his then girlfriend that didn't like the cat uh, so he went to an sh- animal shelter and swapped them out for a similar one. He's now married her and six years on, the wife has no idea that the cat was swapped out um, and keeps, you know, bragging about how well behaved it is and what a good cat it is. I thought that was quite funny. I thought I'd share that one with you. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Who would do that? <laughs> oh. What a guy thing to do though, eh? Oh, that cat's annoying me. I'm just going to get rid. I'm going to get rid. I'll get a one that looks like it. It'll be fine. She never noticed. Yeah. <laughs> That's something you guys would do. <laughs> Looking at oh, you, Baz. No, you good to be home, Baz. Good to be don't. home. Yeah, good to be home. Uh, you don't want to be swapping cats. <laughs> it's <laughs> no, coming up seven just o'clock. Just the one cat yeah. in the morning. <laughs> Craving a bit cafe about now. Thanks. Uh, Trudy's world was great. Let's go to Trudy for the news now for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's just after 7 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, Tuesday, the 9th of November. Cup day. If you're a, a harness racing fan, Addington, it is the place to be. But we can't be there today. That's okay. We can watch it on the TV. Anyway, shout out to Mike Delaney. Mike Delaney, ex-rugby player, coach of the Bay of Plenty. Steamers up there in Tauranga. He's listening on 8.73 a.m. He's a good man, Mike Delaney. He's, he just abused me for my singing abilities on the quizzy tag. So anyway, he's listening in. So cheers for the support. Malice, you're a good man. Anyway, we've had a good show so far. We've talked a bit of cricket. Baz reckons the Black Caps will face Australia in the final of the T20. Australia will be they've just starting to hit some form with Warner. Uh, finding some runs and uh, getting some success on the pitch. So they're heading in the right directions. They'll be too good for Pakistan. So Black Caps versus Australia T20 final. That will be a cracker. And we owe them one, don't we? Coming up on the show anyway, we've got uh, Ray Green. Ray Green is the trainer for Copy That. And this week we spoke to Mark Purden, John Dunn, Brett Mangos, South Coast Arden, Classy Brigade, Self Assured, and Copy That is second favourite. Second favourite heading into the big... Cup race today at 5.50, and then we've got a bit of golf. A little bit of golf with so much success on the golf course as of late. We want to get New Zealand golf coach Jay Carter on to talk to us about their successes. Fox Lee, Wilkinson, Alka, Co, Hillier, Amelia Garvey. There is this many, many golfing 
professionals in New Zealand doing extremely well on the big stage. So I want to chat to Jay Carter and maybe he'll give us a few tips for our game. But anyway, we've got a good show coming up for you right shortly. But right now, we want to talk a bit of Addington and we want to talk a bit of harness racing. I'm going to throw it to Baz because we've got a good guest online waiting for us. Baz up. Thank you, Iz. Yeah, we do. Well, it's an exciting day, isn't it? We've been counting down a cup day for a fair while now here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and we've got the privilege of being able to speak to the Addington Racing Manager and all things harness racing is Greg O'Connor. Great to speak to you, Greg. G'day, Baz. Uh, yeah, this day is always well anticipated, isn't it? I suppose, for me, it's almost like Christmas Day every time it comes around, the second Tuesday in November, and <laughs> This year's, I was going to say, no different, but of course we all know it's very different and it'll be a different feel on track today. Yeah, t- talk to us a little bit about what we're expecting on track. Obviously not the, the crowd or anything there, but is there still some sort of vibe, the atmosphere? There will obviously be the anticipation from the from the drivers and, and the, owner, uh, the, the trainers, but just explain to us how, how that's going to look today. Yeah, look, it's, it's going to have a completely different feel to it. Over the years at Addington, we've had anywhere between twenty to 24,000 on track. And, and as you know, with the large public stand that used to house about seven or 8,000 pre-earthquake, it was packed to the gunnels and, and the atmosphere you could really feel, uh, particularly once the horses went out onto the track for the cup. But this year, uh, we've had to restrict it to about 1,200 people. So there's 12 pods of 100 and... They include uh, the major sponsors of the day, uh, one of which can't be there. Richard Cole and his team from IRT who sponsor the Cup. They can't come down because they're Auckland-based, so they'll be watching it from afar, but all of the other local sponsors uh, will be here. The owners, the all-important owners that absolutely provide us with the product to, uh, to have on the track, they've had an opportunity to come, as have the members of the New Zealand Metropolitan Trotting Club, and uh, that's basically the extent of the crowd. And, and the other major part with that is, is they'll be inside. Uh, yes, there'll be a few on the roof. Um, there's a pod of owners that choose that have chosen to be able to go to the stable area and see their horse, but they're not able to uh, get into any of the hospitality areas and vice versa. If you're in a hospitality area, you can't go to the stable. So, uh, yes, it'll have a different feel, but... We're racing for the same money, which is quite remarkable, and there'll be 12 winners at the end of the day, and there'll be the 118th winner of, of this great race. Gee, it's, it's some logistics to pull together, isn't it? <laughs> Has it been a bit of a, a bit of a uh, nightmare for you trying to get all the, the COVID rules and things things arranged to ensure that you still get give people the great experience of, 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 uh, of Cup Day? Yeah, look, I haven't had a huge hand in it, but we've had a big team, and it has been logistically a nightmare. In fact, a couple of the people that have worked there for over sort of 30, 35 years said this has been the most difficult. There's uh, markings on the ground. For example, there's five different coloured dots that once you get to the track, you've got to follow that dot all the way to your area, and then once you get there, <laughs> it's, uh, it's all table served, and you've got to sit down. It sounds really bizarre, but it's... It's the world we live in, and, and uh, you're right. It's taken a hell of a lot of effort to uh, even get it to a stage because 
well, you know very well, we need to be racing in this country. It's a huge uh, lifeline for so many people, not only those participating in Christchurch for Cup Week, but there's float drivers, farriers, speed merchants all over the the land rely on the racing industry so we don't want to stuff it up on one of our biggest days and in fact it's our biggest race day because it's the highest turnover domestically uh, race day of the year so we don't want to stuff it up on the biggest day where everyone's watching to ruin it for the industry uh, you know further down the track so look I I think we have to put it to the side though uh, Baz and, and just focus on the fact that we're lucky to be racing. We're lucky to have the wonderful horses yeah. and some of those people you talked about before. I mean, you've talked to the top four favourites for the IRT New Zealand Cup <laughs> Day um, and you're about to talk to Ray Green. Fancy being him. You know, he's he's sitting at his yeah. place in Pukekohe and working his horses and he can't even be there to watch his superstar copy that. Uh, he only left last Thursday, though, so basically the finishing touches have been completed uh, before he's even got here. But what a challenge for him. What a challenge for Barry Purden and Scott Feenland. I think Barry Purden's won four of these. How would he like to be there to see his coolest name horse in the race, bad to the bone, uh, go around, you know? So, uh, yeah, there's, there's oh. stories behind so many of the starters. I can hear it in your voice, Greg. I can hear it in your voice. Is he here, mate? I've been to the Cup Day. It's a great day. Last two years, I absolutely loved it. So when I heard the news it wasn't going to happen, I was distraught. And I've got to watch it from my couch with two whinging kids. But that's okay. That's okay. We'll get it done. But, um, mate, just talk about the cup, the cup race. We've spoken to a lot of the, the mainstayers. Are they going to be the ones that are going to be there towards the end of the, the main race? Self-assured. I got on that last year with Mark Purden, South Coast Arden, Natalie Rasmussen. Are those the big ones? Blair Orange will copy that. Yeah, they are. They are, there's no question about that at all. And, and a horse that's got a major part to play on the race is Classy Brigade. Now, for those uninitiated, yeah. those who don't watch harness racing all the time, it is a standing start race. So the horses have to stand there before they step away, which is unique, I suppose, from a racing perspective, uh, particularly those in the thoroughbred code, that horses 500 kilos standing there with straps around their legs when they're going to be asked to go yeah. as fast as they possibly can, have to stand and then go. But that's what the race is. It's all part of the intrigue. And Classy Brigade is a standing start superstar. He steps away quicker than anyone else. Therefore, he can land in front nice and early. He's probably, or almost guaranteed, I'd say, not wanting to lead all of the way. However, I know you blokes like having a bet. The TAB have an option. (laughs) Who will be leading at the winning post the first time? Really? They've got that option. Yep, and they run around to the winning post, two laps left to go. He's paying $2.10. If you like doubling your money and you want to be on the horse most likely to be leading early, he only has to lead for 800 metres before he decides which of those big ones you just mentioned. Copy that, most likely to get there first. Self-assured and South Coast Arden, both off the second row. They're not going to be getting there before copy that unless he misses away at the start. And he's got gun driver Blair Orange, four-time premiership winning driver, sitting in the car. He, he know, he'd driven this horse on four or five occasions now. In fact, it's, I think it's only three occasions. And twice he's won. Last year is the only time he missed out. And, of course, he drew one on the cup and missed away and never had any chance after that. So there's plenty of what they call power plays on there. The TAB have really got behind... Um, you know, so many betting options now for you. You can take, for example, Self-Assured to win with uh, a horse called Laver, 
and isn't that the most appropriate name after the sporting weekend that we've had? This horse is by Art Major out of Venus Serena, and it's called Laver. Do you think the Sanfords, the part owners of this horse, don't mind a bit of tennis? <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. We've got, we've got Michael Venus on later on too, so we might steer him into a little tip, a little punt on Laver too. What about outside, um, outside the favourites then? Is there anything for those who like things a little... Just a little juicier, you reckon, there, Greg? Yeah, well, he's, he's probably the horse, Lather. Um, he's been exceptional in his last two starts, and like his mother, Venus Serena, who was a multiple Group 1 winner, very, very tough horse. Trained by Jeff and James Dunn, the father and son combination in their first season as trainers together, so that's another special moment for them. Um, again, the TAB offer you an option. Take the top four favourites out, pick the horse that's going to finish first of the other 11. Now, that doesn't mean they can't finish in the top four. They just have to be the first of those 11 home. He was paying $6. I think he's about $4.50 now. So, yeah, that, that, that's a definite possibility, I think, Labor, um, if you want to play it that way. The other big thing today, and this will amuse you boys, uh, the box seat, which is a, a harness program we have each week, myself and Michael Guerin, who uh, is a part of today, of course, at Addington. Um, we are punting for the nation. It is the Box Seat National yeah. Punters Club. It's available at tab.co.nz or at your local TAB. Rock up to the self-service terminal or an operator and say, I want to share any denomination. So if $5 is your way of betting, that's cool. If $50 is your way of betting, uh, please bet responsibly. But we will be doing the betting for you. I spent an hour with Michael yesterday. You guys will understand this. 55 minutes he was talking, I got about five minutes. I think most of the time I work with Mickey G, he thinks he's getting paid by the word. He didn't quite work out that that's not actually true. Hey, you got 60K oh, in there, mate. Are you nervous? You got 60K. It hasn't been one of the great sleeps in my life, I can promise you. I sort of woke up a couple of yeah. times and thought... Gee, I'll just go back and have a look at that trial. Or uh, maybe that horse might have a chance. So, uh, yeah, there's been a bit of that overnight. Look, it'll, it'll double, I would think, because most of the people will be yeah, into it today. And I know the boys get paid one got to about 250000 So, um, you know, I was thinking somewhere in the 150 to 200. Uh, what we've both done is we've both invested into it as well. And the reason we've done that is because then it's like we're betting with our own money. It's all very well. These punters club, mm. and you guys would have entered them before. You chuck your money in, and you basically write it off. You say to yourself, well, I don't really expect that to return. But we've put our money in too. And I don't know about Mickey G, but I certainly work pretty hard for my money, and um, I'm not really <laughs> prepared to be throwing it away. So uh, we've yeah. rung everyone we could possibly ring using – I added it up the other day. We've got about 50 years of um, media experience around harness racing. We're, we're tapping into all of that. It's no guarantee that we'll win, but I tell you what, we're going to have a mm. damn good crack at it. And what, what would be more enjoyable than sitting there watching a race like the Sire Stakes and Franco Indy's paying $1.70 and we've got 50000 on them? Or a horse like Self Assured who's looking to become the 17th horse to be a multiple winner of the Cup? Ah, we've got 30000 to win on him. I know what you'll be looking at. You'll be cheering as if that's your 30 large on, I'd say. Mm. I reckon that's a great idea, especially if you don't know a whole lot about the industry, but you just want to have something invested in the day. Just just turn it over to you fellas and, and let uh, and have a, a, 
a really keen and, and knowledgeable interest in it. I think that's a great idea. I'm also going to have a little dart at Laver because Laver's paying forty one dollars and six fifty a place, and and I love those sorts of odds. So Laver will get a little bit of my money as well. You just never know in these races, right? You never know what can what can come from the from the clouds. So if you like something, feel free to get in, involved on it. Greg, I can hear the excitement in your voice. You're pumped, aren't you? Fizz for the day. Well, it is. I mean, this is this is the greatest race day. If, if it's your sport, it's like you guys, I suppose, sitting down to watch a World Cup, or more importantly, if you were playing in one, how excited you get um, when you've been in it all your life like I have and, and, and you know what goes into it. I mean, you own horses, Baz. You, you know how much time, effort, and, and, you know, how lucky you need to be to even have a horse racing on this day, let alone in a $600,000 historic race like the IRT New Zealand Cup. So, no, I, I, I love it. I love the sport, always have, and um, we'll get there today and, and do our very best in these difficult circumstances. But, look, this COVID thing hasn't provided much joy for people, so let's try and have some fun today, and that's the whole thing behind this Punters Club. Let, let's, you know, put a few smiles on on people's faces and the one great line I'll leave you boys with, Michael did say something pretty smart yesterday. He said, there is a positive out of COVID. He said, when we leave the track today, if we've lost all that money, we'll have our masks on so no one will recognise us, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That's good. That's it. outstanding. We just got it. We will let you go. Just in one sec, we've got a text in here from... From Shane, he said, Greg is an absolute legend, great man, so we thought we'd better pass that on to you as well, mate. Have a great day today. Hope you get an opportunity as well, Greg, to maybe have a, a quiet beer and just enjoy um, being down there on track, and, and hopefully the punt goes well. Well, we'll get involved to the punters club, and, and all the best. Godspeed. Yeah, good yeah. on Cheers, you, man. Good on you, Izzy. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Thanks, awesome. boys. Perfect. Absolute legend. Greg O'Connor, who is the racing manager down there at Addington, but he's also a wealth of knowledge and experience in the industry, and you can just you can hear what it means to someone who's been invested in the industry for so long, what this day means, how special it is to all of those who support harness racing in this country. And, gee, those, those lucky 1,200 people down there who get the opportunity to turn up there today, they will have a great day. And if you're watching from afar, just raise your glass to... To all those who would like to be there, but unfortunately can't be. But it'll, I'm sure it'll be a great day, and, and we can hopefully make a bit of a quid. I don't mind that option, mate. I quite like that punters club is, because I'm not overly yeah. knowledgeable on the on the harness stuff. So, and I know those yeah. two, Greg O'Connor and mm. Mick Guerin, are absolute geniuses of this of that sport. So why would I'm going to turn my money over to them? I think. Yeah. See where we yeah, get that's to. a good what option, Bez. That's a good option. And what about those options that the TAB have put up? Like, out of take the first four out, you can pick the next winner. The fa- four favourites, you can pick the next winner. Like, that would be perfect. That's just easy. Or well, the first to the finish line, $2.30, copycat. Copy that, I should say. Yeah, I'm on, mate. I'm yeah. on. Well done. What a so great. he was saying, so so it was, so copy that is, yeah. so that, that is first to the finish line, so that was his bet. And then what did he mention about Classy yep. Brigade? He said that, will be up on the speed as well, right? That's really quick off the speed, off the gun, off the mark, because it's standing start, and that changes things, eh, mate? It's how annoying are those standing starts when your horse bolts or gallops at the start, and you're like, oh, no. Yeah, it's not It's not good. <laughs> it's not good, but... And then Labour, $41 yeah. and six fifty. dollars mm, Food for thought, isn't it? What yeah. a day. 
love this day, Tuesday, the 9th of November. It is Cup Day, and you are listening now at 7.20 in the morning. We've got a little bit of Ray Green on the other side, so we'll get some more racing chat, which would be fantastic. He is obviously one of the big trainers who are down there today. Well, he's not there, but his horse is there. Copy that, so we'll talk to him and get the bully on on those chances. But we are going to shoot off for a quick break, and it's big thanks to Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. Ray's joined us on the show today. Good morning, Ray. Morning, Baz. Morning. It's Izzy, buddy. Hello? We sound the same. We sound Izzy. the same. Sorry, Izzy. <laughs> 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 no, you're all good, mate. We're, we're, we're starting to morph together, and we're, we're becoming one. It's all good, mate. Um, oh, okay. How are you, that Ray? How's, how's the preparation yeah, been, thanks. mate? How's uh, all good? Yeah, good. Yeah, everything's good. How's, yep. um, how's copy, um, a copy of that build-up? Um, the reports are all good. Yeah, that, um, Ken uh, Barron and um, Blair Orange are pretty happy with him. They say he's uh, settled in. He's he's happy and he's he trained well on on um, Saturday. And um, yeah, it's all it's all looking good from that aspect. Mate, you've you've drawn eight. You've drawn eight. Is is that ideal for you? And what what's the plan? When the when the race yeah starts. I think anywhere on the yes the draw is good we're we're more than happy with the draw uh, it gives us um, every chance to keep out of trouble and we don't have to he doesn't have to come into line until late and um, yeah it's a good draw hey Ray it's uh, it is Baz here now on the other line as well hey um this has been quite a special horse for. For you, he's won 22 times out of his 43 starts. A tick over $600,000 in prize money. He must be such a special horse to you. Well, he is, yeah. Um, my wife bought him for $7,000 as a weanling, and wow. um, we sold him on, of course, and made a, a tidy profit. But um, And he's done extremely well since then. We've been lucky enough to have um, kept him to train. So... Um, yeah, he's turned out a, 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 a serious uh, Grand Circuit horse. So, yeah, we're more than happy. He's a, he's a cracker, mate. He's done really, really well. Is it tough not having your hands on, not being able to da- be down here and get a feel of things of, of how the real build-up's been? Is it quite hard being at home? Um, yes, it is. It's certainly different. But, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's annoying, really, because... Um, I'm sure they could have uh, made some exemptions for all of us that have uh, are in the same boat up here. There's about five of us that that um, you know should be there really. Um, so that that side of it's uh, it's irritating really um, more than um, you know it, it'll work out okay the same I suppose. But um, yeah, it could have been it was unnecessary I feel. To, um, so what, to have to talk uh, to us. At li- Sorry, tell us uh, at ten to six tonight. What's Ray Green going to be doing? Is he going to be parked up in his room, just with uh, in the living room with some mates or with the family, and just have the TV on and cheering? Copy that on. Maybe a quiet beer in the hand or something. Maybe a fizzy. Yeah, look, we're going to have a uh, every all the crew, everybody in the crew are, uh, are going to have a. Um, a barbecue and a few beers, and um, it you know it's like great if you can uh, 
if you can sell, even if we win, lose, or draw, we'll have a bit of fun. So um, <laughs> that's good, you know. We're used to losing, so. So, it's, um, <laughs> so horse game, eh? <laughs> if, you, if you celebrate your losses instead of your wins, you're going to have more fun, aren't you? So, um, yeah. great point. Yeah. Oh, you're used to winning, um, right? You're used to winning with 22 wins, oh, mate. So you've yeah, had a few, you have few your moments. There's, there's a there's a, a huge silent majority of losses. Um, so, and that applies to everybody really in this business, almost masochism really you know I often wonder why you would do it you know but um mm-hmm. when you get a horse like this that comes along it's uh it's sort of uh you realize uh just why you do do it you know so uh, mm-hmm. he's an exceptional horse <coughs> excuse me oh you're a champion you're a champion ray green we really appreciate you giving up your time today all the best with copy that today in the race, the big race at 5.50 that stops the nation. We'll be cheering copy that on and hopefully you get the success that you deserve, mate. Appreciate your time on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. All the best tonight. Thanks, Ray. <coughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. There you go. That was Ray Green at Auckland. He's the trainer of copy that and he's in the big race tonight. But right now it's time for Trudy in the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Yeah, thanks, Trudy. Of course, uh, plenty of news going around uh, in the in the world of sport as well, boys. And uh, one of the ones that uh, grabbed my attention this morning is Eddie Howe, who was uh, the ma- manager of Bournemouth uh, while they were in the Premier League for a long period of time, has just been uh, announced as the new Newcastle United manager. Um, obviously, a bit of controversy about Newcastle United with their new owners, a consortium basically led by the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Uh, they've been copping a lot of stick about the Jamal Khashoggi assassination, you know, and, and all that sort of stuff, uh, which got me wondering about you guys as professional athletes. You know, when you when you get approached with a contract to sign uh, for a franchise uh, or, or a club or whatever it is, do you guys do any, or did you do any due diligence on who you were going to be working for? Is it something you just didn't, didn't cross your mind? <laughs> um... Uh, when I was in New Zealand, yes, one hundred percent. And you when still signed for the Japan, Crusaders. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, three titles later, come uh, see me, baby. That one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, look, oh, hey, when I when I went overseas, when I went overseas, I played for a team called Cannon, and nah, didn't didn't do the diligence. Just looked at the end. So nah, that was a that was a bad one. <laughs> What about you, Bez? I think it's it's a huge part of it, you know, signing for a team that you feel um, is is all part of your values and what you're trying to strive for, and you know, the ultimate goal is winning and winning titles and and getting the job done. I I didn't want to be at a team that was just competing. I wanted to be at a team that was winning and would go a long way to winning and building a legacy. So for me, that was a huge part of my my reasons I signed for sides. What about you, Bez? Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's sort of uh, as you're talking there, as I was trying to almost think of my situation as well as listening to you. Are you say with cricket, it's a bit unique at times because there's a lot of auctions and drafts with the, with the tournaments that you play in, so you don't actually get a lot of choice. Um, mm. It's taken out of your hands, and you you sort of become um, like you 
you put your name in and then it's really up to them whether they want you or not. So you don't get a whole lot of choice with that. Um, I've been very fortunate that most teams that I have played for, um, the, like the owners in particular, the private um, in these private competitions, the owners have been have been very good. And I guess that's where you put a little bit of faith in the actual competition itself, is that if, say for instance, the IPL, um, you, you expect that the BCCI would do that due diligence mm. on those on those owners if they're going to allow them to buy a, a team. So there is occasionally we get the opportunity to um, choose mm. yourself or and probably more so now in the coaching world um, where you can kind of say yay or nay um, independently. And, and that is actually a really important part for me, to be honest, Ricardo. I think uh, especially my style of leadership and my style of coaching, it, it can take a little bit of time and it can be, um, I need to know that they're invested in that time and they, they're going to see it through. Um, if they're after a quick hit, then I'm certainly not your man. Um, mm. I need to build the relationships with the players, get to understand what they're, what motivates them, um, what their reasons are for playing and also what their buttons I need to push to be able to get the best out of them. And then the style of play that I ask them to play is quite, um, what's the word, uh, it's quite giving. Like You need to be quite selfless. Um, and to try and fulfil your role within the side, so that's really important for me. If I if I haven't got the backing of my owner to be able to then make those decisions and to be able to say continue to play someone even though they might be slightly out of form because of the message, then that sends to the wider squad is that I'm a loyal person and and they can trust me. Then if they if my owners aren't prepared to go on that journey, then then I'm out um, is kind of my my stance. Um, and I guess I'm a little bit fortunate that I've had the ability to be able to pick and choose a little bit. But otherwise, what are you doing it for, really? You're just doing it for a paycheck, and, and that's not really my gig either. Mm. We all need money, but it's not that's not ultimately what, what you're trying to achieve. You want to build something and, and try and have long-lasting success in it. So that it's a fascinating mm. question, actually. Yeah, well, I mean, you bring so many other things to the table too, Baz. I mean, you can, you, I, I guess you can, you can dodge the salary cap to some extent by... Offering players on your books, uh, you know, or your tipping network as well. So you know, and that that, that won't get picked up by anybody. So that's great. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I love that, Ricardo. Ricardo's put on six bets since he's been off for two days. So he, hopefully his wife's not listening to the show. But man, I Victim. love that. I love Another that. Another and, and it makes sense. It makes sense. And that, and that just goes. You want to be a part of something that's real, that that you that that has a real purpose, a real meaning. You're not just turning up and you're not just clipping the ticket. You want to go there. You want to. You know you're training your butt off. You're training your butt off to, for something. And the reward is the end to get the ultimate goal of lifting the trophy or, or, or the successes. There is no better feeling knowing that you've gone to the trenches. You've gone to the dug a big hole, dug a big well. You've left everything out there. And then at the end, you get to, to hold that trophy with your mates. And, um, it, you know, it's a special thing. And, 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 and only the lucky ones get to actually have those choices to be able to choose where they want to go. A lot of these players actually get told where they're going to go and then they're going to start building on it. So, um, yeah, we're very lucky, I feel like, in, in, our, in our positions to be able to pick those opportunities, those teams, and have those opportunities to go play for some pretty special franchises. So um, love that question, yeah, Ricardo. Awesome work, mate. Yeah, it's a nice nice segue maybe into our next guest as well, which is Jay Carter. He's coming up after the break because he's, of course, New Zealand golf national coach. And golf, as yeah. you pointed out earlier on, is absolutely flying high at the moment. So it'll be interesting to see if, 
if some of those parallels cross over with Jay Carter and the the, uh, the New Zealand golf situation at the moment. So we've got that coming up after this, but for now it's Baz Nizzi's Breakfast on SCNZ. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kennards High phone line, 0800 150 or give us a text on 8833. Coming up, we've got Jay Carter. He is the national coach for New Zealand golf. If you've got any questions, if you need any tips like ourselves, give us a te- uh, text, 8833, and we'll get those to Jay, and hopefully he can help us out because we need all the help. We can get because we've got the donk coming up in a week's time down in Queenstown. Absolutely Whoa, can't hey. wait for that <laughs> golf tournament. Anyway, Jay Carter is the national coach for New Zealand, so would have had something to do with our current golfers doing big things on the big stage. Lydia Ko, Ryan Fox, Steve Alka, Tim Wilkinson, Daniel Hillier, Danny Lee, Amelia Garvey. The list could go on. I've probably forgotten someone, and Jay's going to remind me about that. But also, Jay is sporting the best beard I've ever seen going around. I wonder if he's still got it on his face. Good morning, Jay. <laughs> morning, mate. How are you? I'm good, mate. You still got that hell of a beard you're rocking last time I seen you? Are you still rocking with that? Uh, it came off, but it's it's uh, it's coming back not quite to the heights that I had it last time, but it's on its way. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. How you been anyway, mate? You keeping busy? Yeah, very good. It's a lovely day here in Tottenham, so uh, there'll be plenty of golfers out on the course today, which is nice, and obviously feel for those that are based in Auckland and Waikato and Northland that are locked down, but um, golf's one of those sports I think we can still get out and enjoy, so that's good. Oh, it's a very enjoyable sport, and someone up in uh, Matamata there is, is, is needing a few wee pointers, and we're going to get to that right away. We're going to get to it right away. What do you got, Baz? <laughs> you need a wee help? You need a wee hand? Jay, I need a hand. We're, we're going down. We're playing this golf tournament down in Queenstown. There's like 20 of the boys. And oh, my driver has just got like, it's got Tourette's or something, eh? Like, I mean, it just, yeah. It, yeah, it's it's not, it's not, not ideal. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I think I like leave it open or I flip it through. So have you got anything that can just, you know, make sure that that, that I can at least get around the golf course? You know, I got some um, I got some track band data off you in 2017, believe it or not, and you were hitting your driver, and you're swinging. I think about 115 miles an hour, and and is he? We actually got track band um, data on you too, and you were about the same. But then for both of you, I said to you, can you give it a hit and and let one go a little bit? You both got your speed up to 123 miles an hour with relative ease, which is really high. <laughs> And you shouldn't be swinging at 115 if you can swing it at 123. So my first tip would be unleash like you did with the cricket bat. And then oh, from what I remember, nice. looking at your numbers, looking at your numbers, um, you tended to, you're, you're both of you actually, so um, Izzy, I'm not sure if you're playing in Queenstown, but your attack angles were a little bit steep. So your club was uh, at its lowest point about, 10 centimetres after the ball, whereas ideally you'd want that to be at its lowest point about maybe 8 to 10 centimetres before the ball and then you can hit it on the up. And it'll be, I think, ah. as, as for you, it would be like hitting a half volley over long off. That so are we getting too steep on it, you're saying? Are, are we, that, is that why we chunk it? Is that, are we getting too steep 
Is that kind of what you mean with yeah. that? We're getting too steep. Yeah, too steep with the driver on the way down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that, Jay. That's that sound. That makes complete sense. No wonder he's such a good coach. You're even talking in my language, like half volley over mid off. There you go. Is he? That's coaching right there, my friend. Oh, mate. Just hit it, Bez. Just hit the ball. That's yeah. what someone told me. When you try and just half hit it, eh? When you try and half hit it and put it there, it never works out. So you just got to hit it. I love that, Jay. Love that, Jay. We'll, we'll do that next week, Bez. Yeah. Hey, all right, Jay, let's talk. Okay. That's good. I'm loving this language. Let's see, this is what I mean. Coaching, I feel I, I, I'm ready to get out there, get on that first tee, give it a little waggle, and then just rip it down the fairway and try and just hit half folly over wide, long off. That's beautiful. That's I'm, I'm ready to go. Right, Jay, talk to us about our, our outstanding golfers who are just cleaning up. Obviously, Lydia this week, and also Steve Elka, Danny Lee's top seven finish last week. We're just it's a it's a good time to be involved in golf as a fan, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Um, it's awesome to see Lydia come back, and, and it's been brewing for a while. And, you know, like two wins in 2021, that was a massive win last week for the top players. Mm. Uh, and the world were there. Um, and she's just she's just amazing. Eh? Like, she plays sport like I wish I could play sport. Not obviously I'd love to play with her skills, but just the way that she plays, her attitude, uh, she just seems to love it. So she's a wicked ambassador, I think, for not only golf, uh, also New Zealand. Um, yeah. Steve Elka, equally impressive. I saw him at the New Zealand Open. It must have been the last time it was played. Um, he came back and he looks, you know, like he's 50, obviously, he's playing on the Champions Tour, and he looks as fit as ever uh, and, and was working as hard as ever, which is pretty cool to think he's been doing that for, you know, 30 years now. It's not too many sports. And he's had eight top tens this year and nine starts on the Champions mm. Tour. So he had no status. Like he wasn't even a member of the tour because he couldn't get on. And now he'll, he'll play in that um, season-end event, you know, where they play for all the big money, which is pretty impressive to go from no status to um, to that. And then, and then on the leaderboard, I mean, there's Ernie Els and KJ Jordan and Yemenez, all in the top 10. So it, was a, it wasn't like he just, you know, beat a bunch of no names. And as you say, Danny finished yeah, with my COVID. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. special time for Kiwi golfers, mate. We're, we're loving all the success over there on the big stage. Back to Lydia quickly. Uh, do, you, do you reckon, has she reinvented her game or has she just gone back to what she did so well when she was starting out in the earlier ages when she had so much success? Um, <clears throat> I think she's probably grown massively as a person. I know that maybe sounds a bit cliched in modern days. Everyone yeah. talks about that, but... Um, you know, like her, she works really hard on every aspect of her game. She's probably simplified it a mm. bit, I would say. Um, she's working with Sean Foley now, and I know that was one of his big things when he started working with her was to just go back to probably the blueprint that she had when she was young. But I think people forget mm. that what she was having to go through, and you two would probably know as well as anybody, imagine going through that spotlight as a 17-year-old. I mean, she's only 24 now, but it seems like she should be 44 with what she's achieved. <laughs> so to go through that, as a young lady, must I mean that? That's incredible in itself. So, yeah, yeah, I think she probably simplified stuff and gone back to what she used to do. Well, just quickly before we let you go, mate, has golf ever been this strong in New Zealand? I feel like there's names and people all over the country. Amelia Garvey as well. She's trying to 
qualify for the LPGA. Has it ever been as strong as it is today? It's been bad luck to Danny Hill, Dan, um, Dan Hillier. Well, hopefully he will get over the line. But has it ever been as strong? No, it's, it's pretty exciting. I remember there was a weekend in 1993 when we um, grabbed on here last as a great turn one in Europe. Wait, one on the USPGA Tour and Bob Fowles um, on the Champions Tour. And it was almost shaking like we could have had a similar weekend this weekend. But there's heaps of young players coming through. And, and I think one of the cool things about golf at the moment, well, in some ways, the courses are so busy. Um, so heaps of young people now playing. Um, and yeah, like we've got this plenty more young kids uh, on the way out there you know like there's Nick Vogue and Denzel that are here over in America yeah. who are mm. you know trying to play on the Corn Ferry Tour they're just everywhere and it's it's really cool so um, it's a, as I say it's a cool time to be involved with yeah. golf in this country Yeah good morning you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ we're one minute away from Trudy and the news got a few texts here. Bears come across to Tauranga Golf Club for Thursday golf. Great day with a bunch of great blokes. Jay might even play. Just don't get last or you have to run around the group with a medal on and give everyone a high five. Kicks off at 12.30. <laughs> that is from Mark. And then we got another one. Morena Bears and Izzy self-assured first. Daylight second. Engrave his name on the cup now. Happy punting. That is from our good friend Tim the teacher. How good. Coming up after... We've got Mike Venus. We're off to track down some McCafe coffees. And here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Trudy is with us now. Listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It's Tuesday the 9th of November and it's a great day. It's Cup Day at Eddington and that's right, Trudy. Louis Herman Watt has just started the mail run. If you want to listen to that, make sure you download the app and you can hear it on the SCNZ app. Mail run has started 8 till 10 a.m. this morning. They'll be talking all things racing as we build up to the big race at 5.50 p.m. The Cup, the New Zealand Trotting Cup, and it's a great meet at Addington. Also a great meeting at Te Aroha. And there's a horse in race number seven. Make sure you get on it. I think his name's called Tabata. Might go all right. Might go all right. It's big things. <laughs> Uh, asked of it lately, so we're looking forward to watching. That's Baz's horse, and that's his tip for the day. Tabata, race seven, Te Aroha. Get on. Anyway, we've had a good show so far. We've had Greg O'Connor, his Eddington racing manager. He is expert. He is part of the punters club with Mike Guerin, and they've got a big, big day of racing. If you missed that conversation, make sure you download the app as well and go to Baz and Izzy for breakfast podcast. He gave us a wee tip. Apart from those four favourites in the main race, there is another one. There is another one, and coming up, we got Michael Venus, and it might kind of connect to that. It might be something along the lines of Rod and Laver. Anyway, make sure you stay tuned uh, to listen to Michael Venus coming up on the show. We're going to talk to him after his big successes over at the Paris Masters, winning that with his partner Tim Putz in that game. So looking forward to chatting to him. Uh, what do we got coming up on the show as well? We got... Has, we just spoke to Jay Carter, sorry, we just spoke to Jay Carter, he spoke about golf, he gave us a little insight into why Lydia Co has been so successful as of late, and he also gave Baz and myself a few tips, he said rip it, swing it, rip it, and just try and knock the head off that ball, so 123 miles an hour Baz was swinging it, so apparently we just got to see the ball, hit ball, and smash it, so looking forward to getting out next week and testing that out, and then coming up on the show we got the boss man, the boss man! Mr. Craig Hutchinson, after great news 
They've just bought, he's just bought the Otago Nuggets. He currently owns the Perth Wildcats. So I say, watch this, Bates. Knowing Hutchie, he doesn't want to just compete. He wants to win. And he wants to win everything. So look forward to chatting to Hutchie. First time on the show for the boss man. So looking forward to that. So we've had a good show. Make sure you give us a call on 0800 150 811 on the Kennards Hire phone line. Or give us a text on double eight double three. Let us know your bets today. Your wee dabbles, your wee punts. Give us a lead into a few tips, something you're going to go to. Or maybe you've had a big cup day win. You've had a big cup day win. There's a few Melbourne Cup winners that we heard last week. And you let us know those. Surely you've got a cup day win. First four, multi, trifecta, quinella. You know, let us know. Double eight, double three. And we'll get that sorted. But we've had a good show so far, Bears. We've got all things sport, racing coming up. We're going to hopefully chat to Michael Venus as he had some success over there in the tennis titles, uh, doubles title, winning the Paris Masters. He was very, very good. This is his second win for the year. Won, uh, won in Germany in June as well, and he's won a bronze medal at the Olympics too. So he's had some pretty good success as of late. He's like a fine wine, Baz. Getting very good. Yep, looking forward to chatting to him as well, just getting a little bit of the inside scoop on how he's, how he's going and, and why the success is really sort of um, starting to, to heat up. I'm just a little bit, my mind's just wandering a little bit, is, if I'm being honest. Mm. Because yep. that tip from Jay makes complete sense. So in my head, mm. I've been playing my golf swing. I've just been visualizing my golf swing, standing on the first tee at Millbrook thinking I'm just going to hit just like a little draw. So I'm going to stand up. I'm going to aim down the right. I'm going to tee the ball up. I'm going to get my grip right. And then I'm going to do exactly what Jay said. I'm going to try and smack that ball as hard as I can. But with the mentality that I'm going to try and hit a half volley. So as if the ball's bouncing half a foot in front of my club. And I'm going to try and hit it up and over mid-off. Mm. That makes complete sense to me. And... And hopefully, the visualization process will transfer into the ball hitting a nice little baby draw down the, down the first at, at Millbrook, <laughs> maybe landing down the right fairway, just running on, kicking on a little bit, and giving myself, you know, just a, a little short iron. And but that's that's why my mind's just got a little bit stuck on that because I feel like I'm yeah. liberated by this by this this golf swing or this golf thought. It, it Amazing, makes isn't sense. It? It the, makes the power sense. of the I, mind. I, I went through the same. I went through the same struggles, Bears. I went through the same struggles when you just, you want to just, you visualize where your ball wants to land. So you just try and put the ball there. You try and put the ball there and then, mm. and then you slow it, slow it right down. And then you hold on, you steering slice it. it, you pull it. You're trying to steer it. That's, that's the word, mate. You're steering it. And then as of late or before I got injured, I was just getting up. Set up. Set up's hugely important. Sometimes when I miss hit it, it's not because the ball sprays right or left. It's because my setup, I'm aiming too far right. So my whole, my, the most too important right. thing for me in my golf game is setup. I've got to set up left because the ball is going to obviously go left or straight. Um, so set up and then just see ball, hit ball, swing as hard as I can <laughs> and try and knock his head off because um, and I've had some successes as of late. So no, nah, it really makes sense. And that's what you want from a coach. Hey? You don't want to. Get someone that mm. comes over to you. He's like, mate, you got to hold your hand here. You got to do this. You got to change your swing. You got to rotate mm. a bit differently. No, they see your swing. They see your mechanics, and they just say, hit the ball. And so that was real good, mate. Mm. 
Yeah, we're right. We're right. I think we might have Michael on the line. All good. We got the champion. We got the champion, Michael Venus. He's over in Paris. Well, he's in. He just won the Paris Masters. He's had some very su- good success as of late. A great year, winning in, in Germany in June, then winning the bronze medal. He's forming a great little par- partnership with Tim Pritz. And they've, won, they've had some great success as of late. And it's time to cross over to Mike Venus. He's a busy man. He's got his family with him. And I can see the smile on his face with his family sitting in the stands after that successful win over in Paris, mate. Good morning, Michael. Hey, guys. How are you getting on? Oh, we're going good, good mate. What about you? What about you? You just keep getting better and better. I, I, I kind of called it like a fine wine. Baz loves his red wine, and you just keep <laughs> better with age, mate. You've had so much success as of late. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. No, it's, been, it's been really cool, uh, especially this last month or so, to have the family here with me, uh, you know, after spending so much time apart, to, to have a moment like yesterday and, and be able to share it with them. It's made it really, really special. Mate, we're all blokes. We're all blokes. And it's a great idea when you get an opportunity to be able to spend some time by yourself, you know, relax, not change any nappies, not having to go get up and get the formula or go make run the bath and things like that. It all sounds great. But after a while, that kind of wears off pretty quick, eh, mate? You must be happy to have your family with you. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a bit of a change. Uh, you know, for a few months there, I was having to set my alarm to make sure I made it down for breakfast at 10 a.m. and... Uh, <laughs> Michael, it's Baz here. We've got a bit of a scratchy line coming through. You might be down in the wine cellar already, actually. But, hey, um, mate, just talk to us a little bit about this most recent win. How special How special was it? Yeah, really special. Um, you know, it's outside of the Grand Slam, the, the, the biggest tournament after the Masters. Um, so to be... Played so many of them, but to finally, uh, you know, win one, uh, such a great feeling. But mm. I think the way we did it and the way we're playing as a team, I think that's the most exciting bit for me uh, going forward. Is I feel like, um, you know, we were we were doing simple things really well, and and, and it's something that we can uh, do consistently. I feel so. Uh, you know, hopefully we can have some more uh, good results next year. So, just talk to us a little bit about the um, partnership with with Tim puts so is it you guys good mates off the court as well or are you just gel really well on the court you know we're, we're good mates off the court we actually we both went to college in the states at the same time and we played at um, kind of rival universities so now we tell then and then uh, for probably the last uh, eight to ten years while we we're playing on the tour every time we we're at the same tournaments we'd always hang out or go to dinner and, and spend time together and it just worked out now with our rankings uh, that we were able to play together. So we decided we'd give it a shot. And, uh, yeah, things, things are working out well. So we, we spoke to Paul Cole after he won the British Open and the British Masters, and we said, hey, mate, did you get paid? And he goes, yeah, we got paid. 
I heard you just you just played in the Rolex Masters doubles Titan. Did you get a free Rolex watch or what? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been nice, but uh, no, unfortunately that wasn't uh, that wasn't part of it. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, the event was uh, really cool and, and and just really happy to have got the title. Eh? Nice, mate. Nice. Uh, wh- wh- what next, mate? Obviously, you've had some pr- pretty impressive milestones as of late. Uh, the next would be a major, wouldn't it? That that'll be on the cards, surely. What's next for you and, and Tim Putz? Yeah, so we're done for the year now. So it's uh, mm, we're just struggling a little bit with that line. We just lost yeah, you a wee bit there. Let's see if we can get that one sorted. Yeah. Well, it must be great for him having his family over there, eh? Getting a little bit of success as well while while they're there, being able to enjoy it with them. That must be pretty cool. Five or six months. You just did nine weeks, Bears. You did five to six months without his family. and We spoke about it. Like uh, It sounds like a great idea at the time, but after a while that just, just wears off really quick. And there's just nothing about a noisy, nothing like a, like a noisy house. You know, someone is in the room, their kids are making a mess. And just just kind of puts a perspective on life when things are so successful. Have we got Michael Venus back? Oh, he's still not there. But you know, like it puts it puts this perspective on life. You know, like when in the vigors of high pressure sport, when you're playing at the very elite level, and, and there's no getaway. You know, when you're by yourself, there's really no getaway. When you have a family, you have a kid, and you go home, and they just, you know, I don't know, what do they do, kids? They they just put make a mess on the floor and things like that. I'm sure that's what kind of adds to the success of Michael Venus when he gets away from the court. Michael, I know you're back now. When you get away from the court, you all, um, you know, you, you get a relief. But um, yeah. So what, we kind of lost you there, mate. What 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 was next for you? So you got a break. You're going to come home. But what next after the new year? Yeah, so we start in Australia. There's two tournaments there uh, in the lead-up for Australia and Open. So, uh, yeah, we'll just be working on the game and trying to improve the next uh, month or so. And then, uh, yeah, hopefully we can continue how we're playing now and keep that rolling into January. So you're playing in the ATP at the moment. You're getting a lot of success there. What is the difference from the ATP to the majors? Is there just the the all-round classy players are playing in the majors, so it's a lot harder to win those? Um, oh, it's Even all these tournaments, um, every match is, is so close. There's only really a few a few points in it, and, and you have yeah. to take care of those opportunities when they come. Um, and I think the margin for, for everyone who's got so much smaller, everyone is so professional with everything that they do, that um, yeah, if you if you're just not quite on on that day, um, you know the other teams are, are probably going to take advantage of it and, and, and take you out. So, yeah, it's a matter of just trying to um, trying to find your way through each match. Obviously, for two weeks in a row playing a tournament, you're not going to play your best match each time. So you've got to try and uh, you know figure it out and, and just work through each match. And hopefully, you're there in the end of the second week, and, and then you start playing your best tennis then. 
Oh, mate. Well, you're coming home soon. You're going to be home, and we look forward to having you back. You're going to get up to, what are you going to do, play some golf, relax with the fam? Yeah, I don't know. Just uh, we'll, we'll see what happens when we get back. Probably catch up with a bunch of family and friends and, and just try and uh, you know put the rackets away for a little bit and, and just spend some time trying to relax and, and, and just enjoy being home. Nice, mate. Well, congratulations on all your successes as of late. Really proud of you, mate. It's great to see you getting the rewards for all your hard work and great to see your family back with you over there as well. So all the best, mate, and we'll catch up with you very soon. Michael Venus. Thanks, boys. Take care. There you go. There you go. Absolute champion. Baz, he's got his family. You can hear it in his voice. He's happy. His life's complete, and he's getting the rewards in the end. So... That was a great chat with Michael Venus as he won the Paris Masters, the Rolex Paris Masters. He didn't get a Rolex, so got it. Unlucky, brother. But anyway, keep at it. You might get one soon, but he's going to be back so shortly, and hopefully we can get him on the show again as we head back. But up after the break, we've got Paul Mawati from the TAB. Make sure you give us a call anytime on the Kenna's Hire phone line, 0800 150 811. We'll head off to a wee little stoppage. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Mont Blanc Legend 100 mil now. Just $64.99 at Chemist Warehouse. Save 25%. It is 8.23 in the morning. Don't forget to give us a call anytime on the Kennards Hire phone line 0800 150 of course, today is Tuesday, the 9th of November, which means it's New Zealand Cup Day. How exciting is that? We've been on the countdown all the way through. Keep your texts flowing. Who do you think is going to win the Cup? And give us a little message on double eight, double three. But it's now time for a little TAB update with Paulie Mawati. And remember, TAB, can bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Paulie Mawati, it's got to be all about today's meeting down at Addington. Yeah, it certainly is, uh, Baz. A um, little bit of sort of misty rain uh, down in Christchurch at the moment, uh, overcast, so I don't know if uh, we'll get a bit of sun down there later on today, but it'll probably be some nice conditions anyway. Um, look, what have we got? We've got, first of all, we've got a $100,000 guaranteed terminating pick six uh, at the Eddington Harness today. Uh, we've also got a $20,000 guaranteed first four uh, on every race at the Addington Harness today. And not forgetting uh, the thoroughbreds, we've got a $25,000 guaranteed late quaddy at Te Aroha today. Um, we're, oh, and we've got a bonus back on races one oh, and two at Addington. And so I thought I'd just have a look yes. at the early market uh, in those first two races. And I can tell you in race one, the most bets, uh, most single bets have been placed on She Reigns at $17, uh, but the fave American Pride has seen the most cash at $2.30. So uh, she reigns at the most single bets at 17 um, but the fave American Pride has taken the most cash so far at $2.30. Race two, there's a couple just below uh, the favourites uh, who have seen the most turnover. Love Lou Longtime at $9, and Tornado Banner at $7. So... If you're going to have a little stab on the bonus uh, back promotion on races one and two, hopefully I've steered you into, if they don't win, a couple of runners that might get you uh, a bonus bet back. Uh, to the cup, though, 
oh boy, mm. the defending champ and the, mm. the fake, self-assured. Um, that was a very, very good win in the Flying Stakes, I thought. Uh, we've had a $2,500 bet at $2.30 on self-assured. Uh, copy that. Around the 380 mark at the moment, we've had a $1,200 bet uh, for Copy That to finish in the top three at $1.90. Uh, South Coast Arden was at 450 on the third line of betting. Classy Brigade, who won the Kaikoura Cup uh, at Addington last week, currently $7. And we've had a $500 each way bet on Classy Brigade at $7.220 uh, fixed. We've also got a number of power plays on the Cup today. Go and check them out. Uh, someone already has. Someone's put $500 on self-assured and copy that to both finish in the top three. That's paying $2.60. So at the moment, uh, the money is with the favourite in the cup, self-assured, steady at $2.30. But, yeah, we've got a few hours to go before uh, that kicks off, uh, that starts later on this afternoon. The punters club as well, they're coming for you today, aren't they? They've got a Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a wee bit of cash in there too, so the boys are going to have, yeah, a, a bit of fun today. And if you're going to be part of that, uh, it'd be great. It'd just be a lot of fun just to follow along. They know what they're doing as well, um, so you, you definitely you stand a very, very good chance. You stand more of a chance of getting a return than I do today with my punting, to be fair. Although I am going head to head with Baz today in race seven uh, at Te Aroha. Oh. I've seen you on the top weight there, Baz, and. Uh, I've yeah. got a stable mate in there packing joy. Uh, I cannot believe that you're paying more than my horse. Yeah. Enjoy. Well, neither can I. How does that work? I'm going to have a. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm getting on yours. You've got Smiling Joe one with a couple of kilos off. Crikey. We're, we're drawing the car well, park. I, yeah. So have you had much action on Tabata in race seven at Te Araha? There has been uh, yeah, there has been some cash go that way. Yes, we have had action, Bass. <laughs> I don't think that price is going to stick. Okay, is, was that part of the late quarry as well? Yes, I think. Yes, it is. I think it, it oh, might be the first leg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it might be. Yeah, well, you might want to throw Packing Joy and Tabata in there together in that, uh, as well as side by side in the quaddy, just in case, just in case, you know, bad luck plays its part. <laughs> I wish you all the best with Packing Joy today, though. He's, well, that's a, a son of Kingman. How did, how did you end up with that? Yeah, oh, it's a long story. Uh, came through Hong Kong. Um, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a story there. Um, <laughs> look, I'm just looking forward to the cup today, Bez. Don't worry about that. I just, <laughs> I, I, I'd like to end up even. If I end up even at the end of the day, I'm happy. Oh, good man. Good man. All right, Paulie Moati, we appreciate it. Awesome day. You guys are doing a great job today. Many different uh, types of yeah, bets um, being available to the punters and, and certainly giving everyone a real good chance. So thanks, mate, and good luck trying to pick one for yourself too. Yep. Cheers, boys. We'll catch you again tomorrow. Good stuff. Yeah. Go to butter. That was Paulie Mwati from the TAB. Of course, promotions in play in hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. And R18, we're coming up 8.30 in the morning, which means 
We are off to see Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Yeah, thank you, Trudy. Of course, uh, yeah, lots of sport going on, as always. And we saw a, a bit of a dead rubber match played this morning at the uh, T20 World Cup between India and Namibia. As you'd expect, India cleaned it up pretty pretty convincingly. They won it by nine wickets. Uh, during that game, Rohit Sharma became the third player to 3,000 international T20 runs with his uh, 56 off 37 balls, uh, which got me thinking, boys. Uh, I, know, I know this was game, a game against Namibia, Baz, and as you would have played against, you know, we saw the test like uh, against the uh, Italians on the weekend for the All Blacks. You would have been in games where you go into those games. And you go, well, I know I'm going to win this game. I know my team is going to win this game. So how do you guys, or how did you guys, you know, sort of get yourselves up for games where you knew you were going to comfortably win? Um, that's a great question, Ricardo. And, and I look back to last weekend's game, and that's why I was kind of like a little bit, um, you know, amazed at, at, at some of the things that were going on like they, they would have never wanted to go out there and, and play like that and perform like that but um for me i know when i had an opportunity when i played italy in 2016 i never played against um ireland the week before in chicago so i knew for me if i'm going to have any opportunity to to push myself into that first side the starting side i had to go out there and i had to perform so it doesn't matter if you're playing Namibia or you're playing Italy, you are representing, you're wearing that jersey. You're wearing that jersey, you've got that silver fern on your on your left tip there and there is no better feeling when you put that jersey on, you become in, invincible. So for me, uh, when you're playing at a tough level, it's a, it's, a, it's an honour. It's an honour and you should always respect it and, and head into that. So for me, when I just look back to that Italy week, I just left no stone unturned. I did everything possible to prepare well. I wanted to be the best player out on that paddock and I wanted to push to be in that starting seat team when we played uh, Ireland the following week as well. We played them twice that year. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just, when you're playing at the highest level, you never, ever want to play well and there's obviously a contributing factors to probably why you potentially uh, haven't had the, the best game you, you want, but I just knew when you when you get an opportunity, you got to take it. So uh, that was always my mindset. What about for you, Bears? Um, yeah, I think for me, uh, it, it was always just a game, you know, like, I, I loved playing the game. So I had an innate competitiveness within me, which regardless of the opposition would, I, I knew I could control. Um, the key things for me were that I'd chase the ball hard to the boundary. I'd, um, I'd be paying attention in the field constantly. I'd be engaged in the moment. Um, and then I'd try and exhibit my skills on the stage. And, and that didn't matter who it was against. Clearly some games are not the same as others. Um, and I'm talking more going up a level rather than maybe coming down a level. I think, you know, you know when you're in a big game and, and not all moments in, in sport are created equal either as well. And you know that at the time. But I think there's there's a, a natural competitiveness about you um, that, that in any given game should prepare you accordingly. Mm. That, would, that would be how I sort of went about it. A diff different sort of sport too, I guess, cricket to um, rugby in terms of there are more individual stats. So I suppose, you know, you, you, you play, I don't know, say M Namibia, for example, Baz, you look at it and go, I'm three centuries behind uh, Martin Crowe at the moment. I know I can I can knock a century off here and get one closer. Um, yeah, that, so that wasn't really my mindset, Ricardo. I sort of, my mindset was, what's my role for this team here? My role was always to be aggressive. So it was to try and, um, take the opposition on and try and land the first punch. So that was that was always my kind of role. It wasn't necessarily to score hundreds. It was to try and um, set the opposition back 
And then once the opposition was set back, there's players far more skilled and far better than me who would be able to then um, put, the, uh, put the team away. But So that was kind of my role, and that was always my mindset. And, and probably it was reflective, of, mm. reflective in my statistics at the end, which which don't line up that well. Um, but you walked away content because you felt that you'd played the role for your team. I think, yeah, that, that's that's a great question too, Bears. And I think um, a lot of players probably get outcome-focused, you know, worrying, wanting to play well, have keep picturing all these things happening. But you just got to stay in the moment, stay in the now, and you got to be process-driven. How am I going to do that? How am I going to be the best of my ability to help my team uh, get the rewards in the end? And I think that's that's the thing. And when you play lesser sides, you know, not, no disrespect to Italy, when you play less size, uh, like like an Italy side, you can probably uh, tend to like you know cut corners, slip things, you know potentially not prepare the same. But you always got to bring back to 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 preparation is key. No matter if you're playing Namibia or you're playing South Africa, you prepare the same like like it's like it's a big test, and you'll get the rewards in the end. So maybe last week the preparation might wasn't quite there. There was a lot of <laughs> traveling around, checking out the sites, but you just got to prepare like like you are playing the top sides. But um, yeah, it's a great question. Sorry, I got my daughter in here, and she's running around distracting me, and <laughs> I'm gonna take her to ballet after this anyway. So it's coming up. Um, yeah, we got. I'll get. I'll let you go off, Baz. I'll just sort out this little daughter of mine. <laughs> Yeah, you go for it, brother. Look after Tilly. Good to see a smiling face on the other end of the the camera as well. Uh, it's 8.37 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Coming up next, we got the head honcho. The head honcho, Craig Hutchinson. How good's that? Jeez, how lucky are we for Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ? Yes, you are. It is 8.43 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're in the final furlong of our show on Cup Day. Yep, New Zealand Cup Day. What a day it is. We've got Smitty all the way down there in Christchurch as well on track. So we look forward to catching up with him soon, and he'll give us all the inside scoop, all the inside oil. But for now, speaking of all the inside scoops, we're going to dial over to Melbourne, to the head honcho, to the big cheese, to the gaffer, (laughs) to our boss, Craig Hutchinson. Good morning, Hutchie. Hello, Baz and Izzy. Happy Cup Day. What an exciting day for New Zealand sport and what an exciting day for our business, SENZ, with the Otago Nuggets joining the family. Oh, yes. Wow, it. what an amazing story that is. All the way down there and at the bottom of the South Island, Otago Nuggets, the heart and soul of basketball here in New Zealand and, well, acquisition for SENZ. Tell us a little bit about the reasons why, mate. Well, obviously, we know the journey you had, Baz, as a one-time tower boy of the Otago Nuggets and, uh, of course, a street a court <laughs> back in the day. And, Izzy, I was thinking, any business that can get Baz to volunteer his time without commercial commitment must be an amazing place. So that was a good place to start. But uh, in all seriousness, um, it's, it's, it's such a beautiful um, part of New Zealand, as we know, the South Island, Dunedin, where our own SENZ 1206 and our team, they're doing a great job and rich in sporting history. The Otago Nuggets story is a remarkable one. It's one of persistence and one of belief and one of being a huge part of the community there at the Edgar Centre. And when the opportunity came up to support local sport and in the community and get involved deep, more deeply, we, we jumped at it. And I think uh, what I would stress is we want to build a great Otago Nuggets team and be a really big part of the community and to kind of double down and deepen our commitment. But we also want to foster and promote the NZNBL and all of the teams, uh, be it the NZNBL teams, 
being, of course, the Sky Sport Breakers and beyond because basketball is growing, such a great part of the sport. doesn't matter what sport you're into in New Zealand, we want to give it to you on SENZ and whether it's getting involved in the community in Otago and supporting an iconic team or whether it's you know, the mail run on the SENZ app at the moment and giving you a little bit of choice on Cup Day as well as Dazzies with breakfast. You know, we want to get involved in everything going on and this was just another, another small step in that direction. Yeah, just to go back just quickly, I, I didn't volunteer my time either. I was paid handsomely last day, so thanks, Hutchie. But, but I, I appreciate the sentiment anyway. <laughs> Mate, it's, um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's also not the first basketball team that uh, the SEN or the, the wider SEN group have yeah. got ownership in, obviously taking on the big, the big team over there in, in Australia in the Perth Wildcats. Yeah, I think that's hopefully... Um, there's some learning to, in our journey in basketball. It is the fast, one of the fastest growing sports in the world. Uh, we're, we're in an era now where kids are growing up in basketball. It's huge participation. It's great for community, great for mums and dads. and you can, Everyone can go as a family to watch. You can take your grandparents to the basketball, have a good time. It's not too long. You've got, a, you've got fun around it. It's pageantry. And in Australia, you're right, we have bought the Perth Wildcats, who we would argue is the best non-NBA team in the world. It's made 35 consecutive final series. None of this to do with us, by the way, Baz. You both put the pressure on us now to maintain the record. But um, it is, you know, there's 13,000 games. They march in red shirts to the venue. The Red Army's famous in Perth. And we've, we've added a head of basketball as a business, Danny Mills, who's, who was the head scout for the Philadelphia 76ers. And because they're going through their own um, issues at the moment. But Danny's a ripper. He moved back to Australia and he'll be heavily involved in overseeing, you know, kind of the player side of supporting Angela and a wonderful team there at the Otago Nuggets. And yeah, we, so we think it's just another step into basketball. And again, as a business, we try and foster choice. So, so whatever, whatever you may be into, whether you want to stay up at night on this year and then listen to the T20 World Cup and the semi finals that we're into now, whether you like the EPL on a weekend, or do you want to come and watch a basketball game in it? In the target, the Edgar Centre. We want we want to be able to make sure we can we can connect to New Zealand sports fans. Well, Hachi, it's Izzy here, mate. You're a bloody well-driven man, and when you do something, you want to win it and you want to be the best at it. But tell us about the listeners want to know about your journey, your journey to get to where you are. Where'd you get this insight to create this beast that is SCN? How big is the beast? And the opportunity to be on the airways in New Zealand has been awesome. Well, people don't want to know anything about. Me, so let's, let's clear that up. But what they want to know is yes, about do. you guys, about you guys, and where we're going. And I think you know, days like today hopefully symbolise what we want to be as an SCNZ business. When I mean, you've got Baz and Izzy for breakfast, you've got Smithy on location in Christchurch. Hopefully, you know, we're recreating what unfortunately many can't do, particularly in Auckland today in their annual pilgrimage to the Cup. You'll hear a deeper commitment to sport today via the good oil in the afternoon. We're getting right by the, the trucks today. And um, a big trotting day. Or uh, the, uh, there's a show going on here in Australia at the moment too. By the way, on our SEN Track Network with Chicken with Louie uh, and Mick. So, you know, growing New Zealand uh, racing and chasing and pacing into Australia as well. And yeah, it's, it's an exciting time. And we want to keep building SENZ. We want to be local and relevant to all sporting parts of the country. And and we'll continue to do that into what's going to be a pretty exciting summer. And, and this weekend with the semi-finals is going to be pretty cool, isn't it? With the with the World Cup, and hopefully we can see. You know, can you can you picture for a moment an Australian New Zealand final? That, that's possible, Baz, isn't it? It's yes. probable, I'd say. I, I, I'm. Yeah. I think it's it's more than likely. I think Australia is ready to roll. 
And I think New Zealand, you know, the English side are hit by injuries, and I think New Zealand are, are too resourceful in these types of games. So I definitely, I think it's probable. Is it? You've got you got one more for for the boss Hutchie, haven't you? Yeah, I think it's a probable final. Black Cats v Australia. I think it's going to be no doubt. But I want to ask you, mate, potential roles for myself and Bears at the Otago Nuggets. We've been <laughs> we spoke about it on here. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm the hype man. I'm the mascot. You know, hyping the team up before they run. Uh, Ricardo's the announcer. He's got the announcing yeah. voice. What do you think? What do you think about our roles? Yeah, I think that'd be a great talkback topic at some stage. I heard Staffy's interview with Angela yesterday. I think you, you as the front man, is you make sense, right? You're the lead singer in the band, I think. You know, you, you, you should be off. You've got to be playing your own solo to the crowd. I, I like to hear you singing actually, Anthony. Susie, I think that'd be a real real feature for you. Uh, I think oh, Susie's no, got to be the coach's address. Susie has to be the coach's address before each game, doesn't he? That's his role. I think he's got to be the, the kind of the wise soul that's got to counsel everyone. And personally, I had Baz back on the couch. I don't know about you, Is, but I think there's a role there. <laughs> back on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Oh. I agree. Sweep up my sweat, Baz. Sweep up the sweat, brother. No. <laughs> Mate, never, you never you forget your roots, they say. Never forget your roots. <laughs> a great 660 song. <laughs> How do you reckon you'd go oh, one, on, so... one, on, one on one with, with uh, Easy Baz? How do you reckon you'd go? You'd just... Maybe he'd have a bit more tricks, but you have a bit more goal from you, I reckon. Oh, I think it'd be like know, the tortoise Hutchie. in the hair, Hutchie. Like the old fable, <laughs> the tortoise in the hair. I think I think that's that, that's what I'm going down anyway. Righto, before we let you go, so there's a bit of a there's a bit of angst amongst the group because you you're splashing all this cash. Does that mean no pay rises for the team this year? Yeah, well, I think I think you're okay, Baz. I think you're just just scratching out a living at the moment, which is <laughs> Which is good to see. I don't think we're in any danger of having to have a fundraiser for you at any, any stage soon. And uh, I mean, he's, he's just crafting his own parties and he's doing magnificently. And uh, I must say, just before I go, because you won't hear from me too often on on Instagram. There's a last thing I want to hear from. But thanks to the Otago community for embracing us and for giving us a go. We hope to be a real part of the community and and you know deepen our commitment to the South Island in particular. And more under you guys, and uh, good luck to all three codes this week on New Zealand Cup Week. We're really proud to be behind it with the, the great industries in uh, Love Racing and uh, GRNZ and HRNZ. And I know everyone would love to be missing their normal day to day. 24,000 becomes 1,200, but you guys this morning mm. and also uh, Louie and, and Nick are doing a great job recreating it for fans. I hope you have a great Cup day and I uh, hope you can find a winner. And thanks, thanks very much for getting involved. Brilliant. Awesome. Thanks for joining yes, us, Hutchie. And don't forget, uh, race seven at Tiara today and the gallops as well. Get on to Barter. And I'm sure you've got plenty of oil yeah. down there at Addington <laughs> for New Zealand Cup Day. <laughs> Good man. Thanks heaps for joining us, Hutchie. See you, lads. That was the big boss of Bears. I kind of got a bit of an understanding <laughs> the of the big wacky you're on, mate. The big wicket that Bears is on from the boss. He said, don't you worry, Bears, McCullum. You're doing all right. Hey, Ricardo, we'll just keep chipping away for penance. Well, it sounds like, it sounds like I'm a reasonably well-paid towel mopper-upper. Eh? <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Ricardo, you want to jump in, don't you? Is that what you want? <laughs> oh, no, no, mate. I was just going to say, I was, you know, with, that, with Izzy's voice, at least he can busk. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> just to make up that difference. <laughs>
the announcer, mate? It's turned into that, is it? <laughs> Them and us. What about all of us in it together? One team, one dream here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Coming up after the break, it is the Doyen down there on track at Addington. Ian Smith with Temper Sleep on it. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast.